Welcome to Multiple Nerdgasm with your hosts, Matt, Luke, and Dan. Multiple Nerdgasm, your guide to all things nerdy. Um, I have a question for you. Go on. If you were a developer of a game mm. and you released it and some people weren't happy with it and maybe even saying like, I don't know, the people are upset about um the translation. Okay. Someone saying like the translation of this game's not good in German. Like it's like you just put it in Google Translate and put it out. Right. Um what would be your response to that? I mean, have I used Google Translate to do my translations? Because Well, no. Also, what would you do to the person who gave you that review? I don't know where you're going with this, man. Basically, what uh, this game developer done for Devoid of Shadows, mm-hmm. he's decided to, instead of taking criticism under under the wing and going, yep, the translation may not be the best, he's threatening to sue, sue people. Oh, right. Okay. Well, that's not really appropriate. No. He's suing for, what, slander? Pretty much, yeah. Defamation? Yeah, like, he's basically saying, like, if there's any, if I lose any money because of this... I'm blaming you for it. Jesus. I mean, look, I mean, uh, uh, somebody might one day translate this podcast into other languages, and I'm pretty sure a lot of this is going to be lost in translation. But mm. listeners, rest assured, we're probably not going to sue for it. Yeah, no. Like, translation's a tricky thing. And, like, I, I wouldn't know how to translate this into our podcast into other languages. No. So when you say the translations are off, do you mean... For subtitles. The, all right, the subtitles for international versions. Now, mm. when they're not good, does that mean they're just inaccurate or have they somehow managed to be offensive? Inaccurate. Right. So no one's actually offended by this. Somebody's just written in and said, hey, your, uh, your subtitles yeah. are a bit shit. And he's yeah, like, I'm, I will see you no in sense. court. Pretty much. Wow. Okay. Yes, people could... Overreact a little bit sometimes, I think. I think there should be laws, like restrictions on what you can sue for. Like, surely well, this whole been... thing has gone too far now. I've actually been thinking about a lot about the DMCA. Because pretty much, if anyone puts in any claim for anything, mm-hmm. Google's first thing, so YouTube, is to just take it down. Mm-hmm. And Cease then and work out the details later. Yeah. Yep. I'm really starting to go, maybe we should have... If you don't have the claim to it, maybe you have to pay something back. Because there's no... You don't get in trouble for putting claims in and it getting taken down. don't know the details, but there, I know there's a musician who's putting in a lot of DMCA claims on a lot of people reviewing this certain game because she's saying she's got the right sort of stuff. And it's just being brought down left and right and then goes back up later when they find out, no, she doesn't own the rights. But there's sort of no repercussion for her. Yeah, I see. So there should be a deterrent for making false claims to the DMCA. Yeah. Yeah, right. For listeners, if you don't know, the DMCA is the Digital Millennial Copyright Act, right? Correct. And uh, obviously it's the the governing body for, I don't know, where where does it begin and end? Online shit? Yeah, it pretty much protects people's shit. Yeah, yeah. So if we make something and we put it out there, we will still get the credit and money that it makes. Yeah, not... and you know, I like everything. These laws are put there to protect the artists. So, I mean, that's good, yeah. you know, and we don't, we don't want anyone ripping us off. But then again, if no. you want to criticise us publicly, then, you know, we'll wear it. 
Yeah. You know, I'm going to take you to court. It's just one of the things that goes with it. Yeah. I mean, if you want to, if you want to record parts of this podcast and and put them into a remix, fucking go for your life, mate. Matt does it all the time. Yeah, that's right. If you want to animate this show with go uh, for it. cartoon versions of Luke, Matt, and I, I mean, fucking knock yourself out. To me, that's just the beauty of the internet. Yeah. I mean, if you're passing something off and saying that you made it, like if somebody started recording these shows, putting them back up again and saying, oh, my friends Clifford, Jeff, and I do a podcast called Multiple Nerdgasm, here we are, then, yeah. then sure, that's yeah, take wrong. that the fuck down. Or if somehow you use Multiple Nerdgasm and you get rich off of it, well, fucking cut us in. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I say that like that could ever happen. But We uh, will sell out in a second. Yeah, that's right. Let's stop suing each other, eh? It's just getting boring now. Yeah, it's, I don't understand it. No. There's a lot about this world I don't understand. Can I segue into an old segment that we used to have on this podcast? Hmm. In fact, a listener this week has, has kept this segment alive in his own right, uh, and I've been sent uh, some Midget Watch pictures. Of course, Midget Watch is one of our oldest ongoing segments where listeners from all over the world, if they spot a midget, they'll take a picture and they'll send it in because we love to yeah. see that. We just we love dwarves and we, like, we love to see them out and about doing their own thing. I've seen the photo, but have you got more? Oh, mate, I've got Midget Watch up close and personal news Ooh. today. I would like to tell you now and the listeners about my one-on-one interaction this week with a midget. How did it go? Okay, so. Were you awkward? Look, I was a little bit. I did not know how to act. Bit of backstory. We sold our sofa. We bought a new sofa. While we were waiting for the new sofa to arrive, people came and looked at it. They said, yeah, we want it. We'll arrange for a removalist to come and pick this up on a certain day. Right? Okay. Easy. So uh, I make sure I'm home on time from work. It's 7 p.m. in the evening. The doorbell rings. Open it. And standing there is a dwarf with one of those furniture removal trolleys. And I was like, oh, the, the guy who's come to take my sofa is a dwarf. And he's alone. Okay. Right? So he comes in. This dwarf comes into my house. Looks, yep. looks at the sofa, says, is that it? I said, yeah. He said, I don't know. It's pretty big. <laughs> I said, yeah. He's like, well, you're you going to give me a hand with this? And I was like, well, sure. Uh, okay, sure. So yeah. um, he gets the trolley in place, and I lift the sofa onto the trolley because <laughs> the man's a dwarf, right? What's he going to do? So. Then uh, he proceeds to follow me to the elevator as I push the trolley with the sofa on it into the elevator. At this point, I was ready to just go, see you later. But he's like, oh, you'll, ha- you'll have to help me get this into the van. I was like, okay, all right. What? So we get into the elevator. We go down to the parking garage, just kind of standing there, awkwardly in the elevator, opens it out. We're walking along. He's like, yeah, here's my van up here. He opens up the van. I lift up the sofa and get it into the back of the van. Then I wave goodbye and off he goes. So I don't know what he was expecting. <laughs> Is this his business yeah, that I mean, he guess moves so. furniture but gets people to do it for him? <laughs> I mean, you can't say no to the guy, right? 
Yeah. He's but, a dwarf. Like, when you sold it and they went, we will organise someone to come and collect it, mm. you're not thinking you're going to have to help. No, I'm thinking that I'd open the door. You open the door. A couple of burly guys had come in. it up. Yeah, that's right. No, that was not the case. That's really odd. I mean, what would happen if I wasn't there? You know? Or you said no. Yeah. But how can you say no to a dwarf asking for help? Carrying you things. You really can't. But yeah, like, what if you weren't there? Or... <laughs> I'm all for If he can do it, go for it. But if he has to rock up and ask for help every time, but maybe did he not get all the information when going to this job? Look, it's possible. And the other side of this coin is maybe he has the best racket going. He has managed to find a job that no one could possibly refuse to do for him. Yeah. Maybe every single place he goes to, he just waltzes in all dwarfy and adorable and says, well, are you going to help me with this? And they always do. Yeah, no one is ever going to say no. Yeah, no one's going to look the little guy in the eye, kneel down, look the little guy in the eye and say, I can carry that yourself. When he gets to wherever he's taking it, he's going to get there and go, all right, I need a hand to bring this up. (laughs) That's true, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know how this works. Good on him. Although somebody that he might uh, that he might want to team up with, right? And then just because the universe balances shit out, right? The same week that I saw this midget, I also saw a giant. And I'm not talking about like a really tall guy. I mean, I guess I am, right? Yeah. But I was at the airport, and there was this guy mm-hmm. that was easily seven and a half feet tall, like. So we're talking Chewbacca. He was a full foot taller than the next tallest person in this customs queue. It was the largest human being I've ever seen. Don't see that very often. No, you don't. And, and it gives credence to, like, you know, ancient myths where they thought there were giants. If the odd person grew to that size, you'd be like, yeah, that's not a person. That's another thing entirely. Well, now I think about it, I actually probably see more midgets than I do people that tall. Yeah, same. And I don't see that many midgets. No. Unfortunately. So, yeah, had two run-ins in the one week. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to see a griffin or a dragon or something next. I'm sure of it. <laughs> I don't think it works like that. Yeah. I'm just seeing all these Midget mythical creatures. are real. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Settle down. Rain on my parade. Sorry, someone's got to. <laughs> just bring you back in a little bit. Well, are you going to tell me that robots that learn to speak their own language are... Not real either? This is real, but this is frightening as hell. Yeah, yeah. Same as Griffin's. And this is Facebook. Facebook need to cut this shit out. Yeah, Facebook are starting to scare me if this is what they're doing. If this is what Facebook are working on. It's like, I don't see how this works with Facebook, so you've obviously doing other shit. Why are you creating well, robots like... that are teaching themselves new languages? Who's the guy who owns Tesla? Um, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Yep, evidently him and Mark Zuckerberg are having a bit of a fight over... Artificial intelligence. Oh, right. Oh, that's Elon Musk is going, stay the hell away from it. Well, I'm on Elon Musk's side here, to be honest, because I think Mark Zuckerberg is creating a monster. I mean, according to this article, they're developing an AI uh, and they've programmed it to, uh, to use English. Uh, I mean, I don't know in what capacity it's using English, uh, not some kind of computer language, but I'll let that go. But uh, apparently decided that English was uh, too limiting, and so it created its own new language, uh, at which now, case all actually, the researchers went, nah, we should kill this. 
it actually does make a little bit of sense for it to to do it, um, because it's it's not when it's talking to humans; it's when it's talking to another AI, and it is faster just to get rid of a lot of our words. But yeah, that we don't want it to do that because then we don't know what the hell it's talking about. Yeah, because that's that's exactly right. That's exactly what I'm thinking: is that robots are going to be talking about us behind our backs? Yeah. Like when people go to the hairdresser. <laughs> yeah, sure. Nail salons. I don't know. You see it in sitcoms. You know, uh, a guy I used to work with, his dad was a computer programmer in the, uh, the late 80s and early 90s, right? And mm-hmm. uh, he was at home once and his dad came home from work and said to him, oh, Ben, uh, you'll never guess what happened today. I got uh, two computers to talk to one another. And Ben was just flabbergasted and just said, what did they say? <laughs> <laughs> now, a lot of people listening may not understand why why two computers talking to each other would have been a big thing mm. back then. True, true. This is back before internet. That's that's right. Absolutely. If you can imagine such a thing, like my niece and nephew will won't know what a floppy disk is. No, no, that's right. I don't even think they've they've ever used disks in a computer. Well, that's right. They, they might not even know what a CD is. But here's the thing. So I got told, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but I got told by a young social media star uh, that was appearing in a series that I did that you could tell an old man wrote the script, the old man being me, um, mm-hmm. because I used the phrase online. And apparently they don't say online because everything's just online. There's no offline stuff. What is it then? There just is. Oh, it's just that. Just just is. That's how it. Is. Yeah, yeah. I can sort of see yeah. that, but it's like there's no such thing as like online dating or online shopping because that's just how you date and shop, etc. I felt really old the other day. I was playing a game um, with Hannah and um, some friends around her age. Yeah, and um, we're playing. It's a spaceship game. And I made a joke like, keep firing, assholes. <laughs> Where's that from? Spaceballs. Yep. Yeah. Everybody just looked at me with blank faces what? going, well, what are you talking about? And I, oh, God. No. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Like, they, everyone just gave me the strangest look. And I, that, that, it's, it's Spaceballs. What's that? Oh, oh, God. All right. So the other day, I had to produce an online video that was yep. uh, explaining the meanings behind millennial speak. Right, uh, but I had to Google almost every single one of these uh, yep. to find out what they actually mean, and I'm going to go through the list now and see if you know. Some of them are easy, some, right. some of them are not so easy. Okay. Okay. So the first one is FOMO. You know what FOMO is? No. FOMO is fear of missing out. So, like, if all your friends are out and you're not, you've got FOMO. No, I, I just don't go out anymore, and I like it like that. Right. <laughs> Here's the next one. <laughs> Bougie, B O U J E E, bougie, bougie. No, no, never heard that either. Apparently, it it means rich, elite, and bossy, right? So the only thing I can think of is that this is actually a millennial appropriation of the word bourgeoisie, which also yep. means rich and elite. So yeah, I mean, I because that doesn't it doesn't sound like anything. No, like it's. I, I, don't know, I don't know how I feel about this because on one hand, right, on one hand, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm touched that the younger generation are, are like referencing kind of Leninist Marxist theory here. 
when referring to the social elite of our day, whoever the fuck that is, right? But also, why do you have to cut it down to a word like bougie? Like, fuck off. If it is the same word, it's like the same number of syllables. It's not like it's... Exactly. You're making it's it, saying it any faster. So the next one's TBH. That one I knew. To be honest. That's right. Next one. Th- that I only learnt just recently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Next one is on fleek. And fleek is spelled F-L-E-E-K. If something's on fleek, you know what that is? It just means it's, it's cool or something. Yeah, like, apparently it, it's, it means it's perfect. And, yeah. and apparently also the phrasing started specifically to eyebrows and now just you can use it in any context. Yeah, I knew, was, I knew people tend to use it a lot with makeup, I believe. Right, okay. Makeup. Okay, your on makeup's fleek. on fleek. Yeah, right. Oh, now this one, uh, I, 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 I can't even... I don't, have you ever heard someone use the phrase to throw shade? Or have you, yes. have you ever thrown shade on someone? Yes, but the only reason I know to throw shade is from RuPaul's Drag Race. Right. Okay. I've heard it used on there. And they use it to kind of, uh, it's like to diss someone, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, I would have thought getting shade thrown on you was nice. Like if it's a hot day and somebody throws shade on me, I'm enjoying that. I'm enjoying the shade. Yeah. But no, no, that's sort of like to diss someone and make fun of them a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the last one is goat. So if I said to you, uh, this podcast, Multiple Nerdgasm, is goat, do you know what that means? No. No. I, uh, I didn't either. No, like nothing. Okay, goat stands for greatest of all time. No. <laughs> no, so sorry, you, you, no. You can go around just saying things are goat now if they're, uh, if they're really good. And uh, there you go. See, assuming that we don't have any millennials listening to this podcast, I mean, I'm assuming it's a, it's a whole lot of like pre middle aged people like us, right? I don't know. When does millennials start, start and stop? I don't know. I don't know, but it's got to have gone from like teens to like mid to late 20s. I, I think once you're in your 30s, I think. Because I, th- I do actually think some of our listeners may fall into the category, yeah. but they're not dicks. Yeah. Which is good. That's how, that's how I have, like to judge people. Are you a dick? Yes, no. If you're a dick, I don't like you. If you're not a dick, you're cool with me. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good metric. Now, mm. people who are dicks mm. are the people who find this five-year-old girl. <laughs> this is almost so adorable that it's, it would be funny if it wasn't so tragic. Mm. Like, it's just... A little girl, five-year-old, making a lemonade stand. Like, I've never done it personally, but I've heard lots of people have tried to do it. Yeah, exactly right. And it's, it's an institution, right? Kids making a yeah. lemonade stand. No, you're right. I never did one either. Because I think if you did it in our neighborhood, you, I don't know, bad <laughs> things would happen to you. But yeah, so she just started it up. And then what happened? She was just approached by law enforcement and went, can I see your license? Yeah. The cops shut her down and gave her a two hundred and forty-six dollar fine. It's a it's a bit ridiculous. Yeah, this is in England. It's actually a hundred and fifty pound fine, and that's what it works out as. So this girl, uh, there was a school fate at her school, and she was there with her mum, and she saw that all of you know these little stalls were selling things, and she said, "I want to make a stall." And her mum said, "Well, you could set up a little lemonade stall outside our house." And there was actually a weekend where there was a music festival just down the street. 
So she set up, oh. she made a homemade lemonade. She set up, I think she charged 10 pence or something for a, for a glass of lemonade. 50p. There you go. She charged 50p. Um, and she was actually yeah, it's doing... It's not really going to be making a lot of money or anything. No. It's... But for a five-year-old, she was doing quite good business. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see here if it, it says the, uh, what, she, uh, what she made out of it. But, I mean, it was right next to, uh, right next to a, you know, an outdoor festival. So I reckon mm. people might have been getting themselves a glass of lemonade. Uh, 30 minutes. It, uh, it was up before three cops approached her, asked to see her permit. Uh, when she said she didn't know what that was, uh, yep. they booked her and they wrote her a ticket for a £150 fine for uh, operating a business without a licence. Look, I could see if they wanted her to stop, just going, like, go back inside, yeah. you can't do this. Yeah. Like that's... Calling her mum out and going, hey, it's really cute, but actually businesses are complaining, yeah. you know, they've... we can't be doing this, but, you know. Take it in. Yeah. But not just yeah, there's no need to write a ticket. muscle the girl straight to her five-year-old face and <laughs> write her a ticket. How tough do you think these guys felt after doing this to a five-year-old girl? Because evidently her reaction was to burst into tears and run inside saying, Mummy, Mummy, what does this mean? Why do I have to stop the police? <laughs> Say I can't have my lemonade store. Which, that's a pretty... That's how a five-year-old would react. Yeah, yeah. That's how I'd react if the police shut down my business. <laughs> now, they have cancelled the fine. Have they? Okay, that's good to know. Yes. So they cancelled it and they've gone, and they've even said, like, we expect our law enforcement officers to show common sense and use their power sensibly. <laughs> this clearly did not happen. So even the council wasn't on their side. That's, that's good to know, actually, that they're like, okay, fine, smartass. Yes, technically it's illegal. It was five. Like, if this had have been, like, a teenager, young adult doing it, yeah, I could see it being shut down because they are sort of just trying to make money off a music festival. And But, yeah, this is just a five-year-old girl with a lemonade stand. Let, it, let her do her thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because now she's going to be afraid to do try anything ever again. Yeah, that's right. Because, I mean, let's be honest, like, we all knew about lemonade stands. How many of us actually got off our ass and did it? Not no, many it of us. Requires like effort. Yeah, I didn't do anything entrepreneurial. No, I I I did for a little bit in primary school. Oh yeah, what was that? I had a business selling lollies. Oh, okay. So I would go to the shops, walk past my school, walk down to Cambridge Park shops every morning, and stock up on lollies. And then I would sell them when I got to school, making a little bit of profit. <laughs> yeah, that's Not great. a lot, but enough that I could go down the next day, buy some more stock, and buy some stuff for me. I, I hope she comes up with another idea, or maybe they come out and go, look, let, let her know that she can do it. Yeah, that's right. Like, or just apologise and cancel the fine. Come back and go, we'll help you set up for a day. Well, here's the thing. Yes, that would be a, that would be a nice thing to do. And in fact... If they really wanted to, they they could, you know, give a shout-out in the local paper or something so that a lot of people turned up and, you know, she had a lot of business that day. That would be really nice. Yeah. But I be wonder nice. if there's some kind of double jeopardy that can work here, right? Whereas that she's been fined for illegally operating a business without a license, mm-hmm. and then that has been revoked. So I wonder whether she's now got carte blanche to 
kind of set up a company. <laughs> Just anything. Yeah, now. that's right. Yeah. So she's got some kind of software piracy company going on outside the house and the police are powerless yep. to do it because she's already been pardoned. <laughs> well, I don't think... It, I don't, she hasn't quite been pardoned. I think they've just cancelled the fine. I think there's right. a difference. Okay, sure. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I don't think she should set up the new pirate bay outside there the house. There you go again, raining on my parade. Well, someone's got to be. Matt's not here. Yeah, that's right. It's true. No voice of... Oh, Matt's not here, everyone. Yeah, Matt, in case you hadn't noticed. Martha's Vineyard this week or somewhere? I, I said he needs to stop going to new states. Mm, mm. Have you noticed that every state he goes to now, it becomes his favourite state? Yeah, maybe we'll stop hearing about Texas for a while and, uh, and we'll just hear about Vermont instead. I do like their covered bridges. Vermont seems to me like the kind of place that would do really good jams, you know? It does seem like that type of place. Preserves, yeah, with like mm. little cloth lids on the jars. Maybe we should go to Vermont. I, could, I, I felt I actually felt like a jam sandwich today. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I do mm. like I didn't, jam. Didn't didn't have one because um, bread tries to kill me these days. But I felt like one. Ah, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that'll do it to you. There's no dick news today, as far as I can tell, but there is some vagina news. Now we don't have a jingle for vagina news because for some reason vagina news comes up far less frequently than dick news. Well, it's because. Guys are much more happy to show their dick. Yeah, that's true. And send pictures of their dick to everyone, whereas the girls, not so much the other way. It's like pulling teeth. Whereas the thing is, no one wants to see a dick pic. Yeah, I guess not. No one. Have you ever been sent an unsolicited vagina pic? No. No, neither have I. No, I don't think anyone's been sent one. Hint, hint. Cripple4 on Snapchat? Or just dan at multiplenerdgasm.com if you want. Go for it. Go for your life. Listeners. So what's happened with the vagina? Uh, this is a woman who uh, scanned her vagina and then uh, used the scan to 3D print a kayak. And she is now sailing around the world, well, sailing, rowing around the world, in a kayak that is a giant uh, yet exact recreation of her own vagina. Any reason? Uh there's a quote here that just says, I want my vagina to travel around the world, which I would argue if she herself just traveled, the vagina would also it would go, go, go along with her. Yeah. And there's no need to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Maybe if she comes down to Australia at any stage, I might go out and try and see her vagina. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, if you're listening, I'm trying to find your name here. Uh, Megumi Igarashi. Megumi. I'm going to call you Meg. Meg. Yep. uh, When you uh, when you sail past Australia, uh, well, uh, Luke lives in in a landlocked inland city uh, called Canberra. (laughs) But no, if she lets me know, I'll I'll travel up. Is there a river? Is there a river that that goes from the coast all the way into Canberra? That she could. I don't think there is. I don't is. think there is either. No. No. Okay. If you're sailing past fucking Port anywhere Jackson, on the east coast, anywhere on the east coast, the east coast is yeah. very, very big. Let's say the east All coast right. of New South Wales. Yeah. Of central New South Wales. Uh, then uh, just write in podcast at multiplenerdgasm.com, uh, mnerdgasm on Twitter or multiplenerdgasm on all other social media. 
let us know and uh, Luke might pop out and say hi. Um, yeah. So I've just glanced further down this uh, this article and I've just noticed the phrase, by the time she was arrested. And so now I have to, <laughs> now I have to go back. Okay. Okay. Let's, what? What is this? Megami Igarashi took the internet by storm when she was re- arrested for distributing 3D printable files of boats molded off a vagina. Wait, that's illegal? Oh, she, okay. So here, okay. She 3D printed life-size, i.e. small, boats based off her vagina and was selling them on the internet to raise money to print the giant one in which she is now sailing around the world. But she spent five days in jail. What was the... What was she doing that was illegal? I don't know, but she does live in Japan, and they do have some weird laws there. Yeah. yeah their laws are very strange. Yeah. Like, you're never going to watch Japanese porn. No. Oh, God, no. But, yeah, I know. I just find it very strange So she was selling... Because they've got the dick festival over there. They do have a dick festival, and yet you're not allowed to show dicks in porn. <laughs> They're just erect... Dicks. Right. But why would you show flaccid dicks in porn? Uh, I'll just say what the law is. Okay. Fair enough. But yeah, so, yeah, I, I really want to know what she was arrested for. It just seems weird. Meg, can you, when you write in to let me know when you're coming past New South Wales, can you also let us know what you were arrested for? Yeah, because it's going to either be that it's illegal to distribute likenesses of your vagina or any vagina. In Japan, mm. but that seems like a stretch, right? Maybe, maybe this goes back to the lemonade store, and she was just doing it unlicensed. Although, yep. does everyone with an Etsy store have a license? I think it depends on the type of business you're doing. Mm. Like, if you're selling one or two things, no. But if you're selling um a lot, then yes, you should be paying tax on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like people with eBay stores. Like if you us selling the occasional thing on there, that's nothing. But if we're selling twenty, forty thousand dollars worth of stuff every month, that's a business. Yeah, sure. But I don't know that she sold that many of her vagina. Well, she'd or almost got ten thousand dollars. That seems like a lot. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, she blew it all on one really big vagina. <laughs> so to speak. So to speak. Yeah, so I don't know if we'll ever get a vagina news theme. Mm. Well, Matt's away today, so I, I'm going to be editing this week's podcast. So I, I'll see mm. if I can come up with something, some kind of okay. vagina news. Because I, I do think it has come up a few times. Yeah. You know, and it, it may very well come up again. In fact, I hope I it does. I think it should come up more. We're an equal opportunities podcast here. We can uh, report the news on genitals of all sexes. Well, I just heard vagina. News today. Yep, so the people out there sending in dick news, send us in some vagina news. Podcast at multimedia.com. Did you ever play the new Mass Effect? Look, I played it, uh, and I... Got onto that first planet, and I went underground, and I chased mm-hmm. people around, and I, and I came back out, and I set up a little thing, and then I was like, if the rest of the game is also this, I'm already bored. 
So I never played it again. I was just I was very upset by that game. Like I finished it like because because you do. I that's what I do. But I don't know. It, what I felt could have made that game a lot better was when you were out colonizing worlds. If you saw the world build up around you and stuff, mm, mm-hmm. instead of hey, we've just got a base here now, and then that's it. Yeah, I think it'd be cool if you saw it sort of grow and more people rock up yeah. and things happen. I think that's what that game was missing, among other things. But yes, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was just uh, it was just unrewarding all round. Mm. Not just for a, well, not just for the players. No, well, the Bioware boss, um, Aaron Flynn, he um, he's quit. Yeah, this can't be a coincidence, right? Uh no, I don't think it can be. Yeah. It has to be because it's also the guy who's replacing him. Mm-hmm. Um, is the guy who left the company back in two thousand fourteen. Oh, okay. Who worked on the original yeah, Mass Effect right. games? So, uh... so he's coming back. So it really has to be. Uh, I screwed up. Okay, so we we basically can blame Aaron Flynn for this game. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. Because, I mean, it was a gargantuan flop. I mean, for something like Mass Effect, especially Mass Effect 2, like, is is universally acclaimed, right? Like, everyone still loved Mass Effect 3, except for the ending. Yeah, but then they fixed that. So if you didn't play Mm. it straight away, uh, you got a perfectly good ending. But, yeah, like, all they had to do, they, they... The game didn't even look as nice as Mass Effect 3 did. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's very and true. And it was on a new console, and yeah, they really just screwed it. Yeah, and the but, gameplay was like back to the Mass Effect 1, driving little cars around, and I don't know I why they went back. I enjoy that. Really? Yeah. I enjoy, always enjoy driving the car around. I just, I just wanted to get there, talk to people, convince aliens to have sex with me. Well, that's the, I think it would have been better if you were driving that car around for a reason... And you were like discovering parts, and then yeah, if you get sex in the car, you could stop. If you can let an alien in and fuck it in your car, I'm thinking more about exploring and going. Oh, here's a mine. We'll set up a mine here, and yeah. we'll set up a farm here. Yes. Like stuff that you would have to do if you're colonizing a planet. Yeah, not just go. Uh, there. We'll land there. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm off to find another planet for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Did you build relationships and, and and have all those experiences like in the previous games in this one? No. Because no. Like I know you can, but yeah, I never actually got it on with anyone. Yeah. That's disappointing. I was trying to. <laughs> the Irish girl who flies the ship. Oh yeah. Yeah. What the the, re- the highly what? religious one. Yes. Wow, you chose a real tough one. I mean you yeah, you had the difficulty level set to hard, that's for sure. I said one thing wrong and we're now friends. Right. You got friend zoned. Yep. Yeah. I'm still waiting. There should be some DLC coming out for it, but... Are they going to bother? I'd be surprised if they wouldn't because I think there was like a, a DLC pack you could buy when it first came out. Like mm-hmm. the Yeah, there was, I believe. Extended, yeah, deluxe edition or something. So... I'd be surprised if it does. It's still going to be extra cash for them. Yeah, because I would buy it. Yeah, I guess so. Look, and people are still playing the multiplayer, which I still never understood no, multiplayer for the neither. Mass Effect games. Come on, no. 
I don't know. You never know. I mean, maybe they'll release some kind of DLC for it that makes worth playing the game. I mean, I've famously said on this podcast before that the DLC for um, Bioshock Infinite was better than the actual game. Mm. That was. Yeah. I only just played that recently. How good is it? Yeah, I never played it the first time. Fucking great. It's great. Now you're running around with Elizabeth and... Yeah. Bioshock's just a great game all around. Even Infinite, I liked. Oh, I loved it. I, I loved it too. I mean, it certainly had its limitations and I, I wasn't I wasn't a huge fan of uh, the combat or of having to zip around on that little hook, but uh, mm. the story was just so engaging. I mean, we should dig out the quote Dave uh, said back when he was on the podcast about uh, about reasons he struggled with the story you don't understand how sick it makes me feel the fact that i wanted to have sex with my own daughter because <laughs> uh, i because they re-released them on the xbox one and i played mm. through them all again and two two was a great yeah, game and i don't think good. i realized it the first time playing it well i skipped two i played that third so i i played the first mm. one and then i was late to the party so the third one was coming out which is why i played the first one skipped straight to the third good. and then went and filled in the blanks for the second so I think the second one when it came out, I played through it and liked it, mm. but then when I went through and played it through the second time, I went, no, this is a lot better than I remember. But it's so similar to the first one. I guess I could I could understand if somebody was disappointed with it because it didn't really do a whole lot new. It was basically mm. like, oh, you like the first game? Here's as many levels again. Yeah. Now, I can see here you've been playing Limbo again. Yeah, I got nostalgic for Limbo and uh, and popped it on. Did you ever play Limbo? Yes. Yeah. Um, did the spiders used to scare you? Because let me tell you, even when you know they're there, they still scare the shit out of you. It's a really creepy game. The sound design on this game, honest to God, it deserves fucking whatever awards they give to sound designers for games because mm. this so visceral fucking creeps me out. It's fun. It's fun it playing just... it again. But even just the design of it, like just the, you can see the white of your eyes, then everything's mm-hmm. just like black and yeah. grey and yeah. No, I might have to play that again. Yeah, there is an achievement I want to get in it that I never will. Uh, okay, complete the game with only dying five times. Ah, uh, okay. Well, I guess you could do. You'd have to play it through first, and then try to remember where things were that killed you. Yeah, you'd have to plan it all out. But from what I've read and heard, you basically you know the ending where you jump through the window. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You basically need to have your lives for that part. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because how many times do you die there? Yeah, that's right. Did you ever play Braid? Yes. Braid was one of the other indie ones that was out roughly the same time as Limbo that I just really loved as well. There was a, that was a great year for indie games. There was those two. I think Fez was out that same year. Do enjoy indie games. Yeah, me too. It's just a shame we don't. We don't get as many indie games on the Xbox as Matt does. Yeah, that's right. Um, because they just don't get released outside of America. Yeah, he's in a good place. Which is so a not fair. I, w- I want to play them, and I do, but <laughs> I have to go out of my way to play them. Yeah. Well, I picked Limbo up just on Steam recently because I, I think it was four ninety nine or something. So Microsoft gave me my copy. Oh, thanks, Microsoft. It was yeah. nice of you. Every now and again, I'll just get a message on Xbox to go, hey, here's a code for a game. And I go, okay, oh. uh, we use this. I stupidly bought a game on Steam last week that's uh, Windows only, so uh, that, oh. that happened. And I can't even give it away. Like, I can't even gift it to you now, can I? No, because you purchased it for, for you at that time. Yeah. 
So you, it is yours, and you will be able to play it the second you log on to any <laughs> Windows machine. Yeah, yeah. I've been playing pretty much non-stop for the last four days, Clicker Heroes. Clicker Heroes? I am addicted to this game. I just cannot stop playing it. It's terrible. Mm. Well, it's never All stopped it is, before. Yeah, but this is a game that to get all the achievements will take like 500 hours. Right. Um, a whole bunch of little monsters, yep. including a sheep with horns and a snowman. Um, yep. Okay. And all you do is click a button to attack them mm-hmm. and then buy heroes to attack them on your behalf. And you keep leveling up and leveling up and leveling up. That's the game. Right. I'm, um, yeah, I just cannot stop playing it. And it's, but it's a game where you can turn off, do something else, come back to it, and your money builds up again. So it's a lot of right. just idle time. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's driving me crazy. I spent last night, I was up to two o'clock in the morning playing this game. <laughs> I'd watch an episode of Broad City, okay. play the game for half an hour, watch another episode of Broad City. I've never seen Broad City. Um, it's different. Hmm. I still don't know if I like it. Okay. I was like that with Glow, but I think Glow is good. Oh, I want to start watching that soon. Yeah. Yeah, I think you might like it, actually. If you mm. tolerated Orange is the New Black, you'll tolerate the level of schmaltziness See, in it. Orange this. is the New Black, I think, is a great show, except for the person it's based around. <laughs> I think if they took her out of it, sure. I think it'd be a better movie. Yeah, look, I, I started watching it when it first started, and I thought it was okay, but then it, it just got a little schmaltzy for me, and and I and I tuned out after the first series. Mm. But um, this one's got a little bit of schmaltz, but some cool stuff too. So I, I advise you to check it out, Luke. You you particularly. And I like all. It's Aubrey Bree. <laughs> Alison Bree. Yeah, I do like her, and it looks nothing like her. Yeah, you see more of her than I ever thought I'd see. No, I, th- I think she is that type that will show a bit more. Well, she does, I'm telling you. She she has that girl next door look, mm. but then I think her personality is a bit more. Well, I think that's kind of, that is her character in the show, actually. So <laughs> funny you should say that. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit down and watch it then. Yeah, you should. You should. Yeah. I've been trying, because I'm going to wait, because that'll be a show I watched with Hannah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I need to wait for Hannah to be ready. And so she's just finished all her tests and study for you. Okay. So maybe now's the time. Yeah. So by the time uh, by the time uh, she's ready to watch that, she may also be ready to watch uh, Justice League. Uh, that comes out soon. It's a really doesn't forced it? segue there. I don't know if she it really has is. any intention to watch Justice League, but uh, uh, she does, but only for um, Wonder Woman. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Uh, yeah. She's probably going to be the only good Pretty thing much. about it. Yeah. Only good. Well, even in. Batman v Superman, she was the standout in that. Yeah, I would agree with that. I I thought both Batman and Superman were good in that movie. Uh, just the movie around them wasn't very good. The whole Martha thing. Oh god, like that was just lazy, lazy writing. Yeah, that 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 was really bad. And the the whole handling of Doomsday as well. Not yeah. not only was that a wasted opportunity to later do. You know, a, a good 
Death of Superman adaptation and use yeah. Doomsday properly, but it was just... It is what it is. Yeah. Because uh, they're still making money. So mm-hmm. so what's happening in the new one, though? Apart from a terrible script and... Well, you know, they're, uh, they're going back and doing reshoots. And when I say they, I mean uh, Joss Whedon, right? Yeah. He's doing reshoots. Um, apparently, he's doing so much of the film over again that he might actually get the directed by credit on this. Oh, wow. Over Zack Snyder. Although I tend to think he maybe he'll opt to share the title. I think he probably would share, yeah. especially for the reason Zack stepped out. Exactly right. It's, it's come pretty late, you know. The, all the marketing's already done for this and everyone's moved on to other jobs. Uh, specifically, Henry Cavill has moved on to uh, Mission Impossible 20 or whatever they're up to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, for that film, uh, he has a big fuck-off moustache that he is contractually forbidden to shave off. So uh, that's... I don't believe Superman um, has a moustache. No, 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 he doesn't. Uh, so they are going to digitally paint out the moustache from every frame of every scene that Superman is in in the Justice League. That's going to look stupid. Yeah. Look, some people might say that it is. Uh, it would have been easier to shave the moustache and for them to just pay for a really good fake moustache for... Uh, Mission Impossible, but I guess the producers of Mission Impossible said, not our fucking problem, mate. Yeah. So, uh, like, we actually were smart enough to put it in the contract, so fuck off. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, for this reason. For, for this reason. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if this is going to look like, I mean, we've talked on this podcast before. I mean, Matt fucking loves the story of uh, them having to paint skin colour over the the gloves that James, uh, Bond. James Bond wears, creating what can only be described as puffy hands. Mm. So, I mean, I don't know whether it's just always going to look like Superman's got a fat lip. Probably it would be something, if you didn't know about it, you probably wouldn't notice yeah, but it. we know about it now. But we know now, yeah. so it's going to be right there. You know that and... Cesar Romero had a mustache for every episode of Batman, the original series, as he played the Joker? Yep. And listeners, if you don't believe me, go back and watch it. They just paint makeup over it. Have you seen the Lego version of him? No. He has a little moustache. What? Yep. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yep. That is that is amazing. I think, I think that's a really nice touch. Yeah, that is. That's great. Because I also did find it funny that that's how he just played the character. Just yeah. not shaving it, just paint over paint it. Paint over it. I want to go back and watch all of the old Batman shows. Yeah, I've, uh, I've thought about doing that too. Like, I've seen the movie a few times over the years, yeah. especially that bit where it's just, I will bash him brutally. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> I will bash him But brutally. I don't think I actually saw a lot of the te- television show that I can remember. I remember it being on and I can remember the end of it, mm-hmm. like tune on next time, yeah. and, but I don't think I remember many of the episodes. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of them too, right? I mean, this is, this is back when something used to be on twice a week and, uh, and there was just... Endless episodes of it. Yeah. Um, but obviously when we were kids, it was only on as a rerun, and I think it was on quite sporadically. I remember sometimes mm. it would just come on in the afternoon and it was like I'd won the lottery. Yeah, it used to suck being a kid. Kids now can just literally type shit into the internet, or as they call it, just the world. They just type stuff like, into the world. Yeah, like people don't have to worry about tuning in to watch anything on television no. anymore. 
see. How many episodes were there? So, there was so Game, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is literally the only show I still watch episodically, and I only do that because I don't want the internet to ruin it for me before I had a chance to see it. Yeah, which is fair enough. Yeah. And um, I'm also all for that because you're standing by the rule of if you want to watch it, you make time to go and see it. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Like, but you can't complain after two weeks, <laughs> even after a week of Game of Thrones being out. Yeah, you've had, you've had your you. choice. Um, oh, yes, yeah, so I'm even having a look at um, the Batman television show. Yeah. They used to, the first episode was on the 12th of Jan, 1966, and the second one came out the 13th of Jan. So they used to have two episodes a week. Right. Oh, hence uh, same bat time, same bat channel. Basically, mm. you tuned in the next day to see what happened. Yeah, hmm. that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I've I've kind of caught bits of it just through popular culture over the years. It really makes me want to go back and watch it. Like a different bad guy in every episode. You know, like do you happen to remember Bookworm? Bookworm. Roddy that rings a bell. Roddy McDowell, who played Doctor Zaius. In uh, Planet of the Apes, uh, in a giant book costume. Yes, yes. Just looked terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> what can you do with it? You know what I mean? Um, it's just occurred to me that I said Dr. Zayas, of course, I mean Cornelius. Okay, so stop writing your fucking letters, everyone. <laughs> stop it. No, but that's the thing I liked with the old Batman from what I've seen it. Like, it was just, it was what it was. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And in some ways, I kind of wish they'd do another Batman like that. It'd be better than the Batman we've got now, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry to say. Like, you're I actually, right. I honestly thought um, Affleck was going to be an okay Batman. I think Affleck is an okay Batman. I think. I just don't think he's going to be given anything to work with. Yeah, exactly right. And I think maybe if they'd let him write the script and direct the film that he was going to, because I love the films that Affleck directs. Like, I'm actually very scared for the standalone Batman movie. Yeah, I know. Because remember Affleck went, like, if it's good, I'll direct it. Then he went, I'm not directing it, but I'll write it. And now he hasn't even written it. (laughs) Yeah, and then there was a rumor he didn't even want to do it. I don't blame you for wanting to get out. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, it's... A lot of pressure, though, to get this right. Like, this also stops him from doing anything else. Yeah, well, that's true. But, I mean, what else are you going to do? It's fucking Batman. What would you prioritise? Excuse me. What would you prioritise over Batman? Um, well, this Batman, anything. I don't know, man. Maybe. Probably contracted for at least another two movies, if not three or four. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... That's going to take him out of time for like six months a year for each of them. Yeah. With all the advertising and everything. And that could be the time he could spend writing and directing a movie he actually likes. At least it's going to be better than Aquaman. Mate, Aquaman looks ridiculous in the Justice League. I I can't imagine seeing a whole movie of that too because I have a feeling I'm going to cringe any time he's on screen. I would be happier with the bright orange suit. Yeah, and I don't know about Jason Momoa, man. I mean, look, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a fan of Game of Thrones, you know, and the half season of that he was in, he was fine. But I mean, from a yeah, like he a, wasn't actually in it very long, was no, he? No, and I think he's probably still better known for Baywatch than anything else. No, I actually honestly think he's there because of Game of Thrones. Yeah, and that's a not a good re- reason to put someone in a movie. <laughs> no, that's right. But Cyborg looks terrible. 
Oh, yeah. Cyborg looks real bad. Real bad. The Flash, I actually don't know why they didn't use the Flash from the television show. Yeah, I mean, it, it would make sense, right? If they're trying to create this extended universe that their TV would cross over with the films, but not so much. Because I don't know the Marvel one does. Yes. Yeah. They're having like the Defenders and then, yeah. But Agent Carter what... and the uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and they're all the same. Yeah, like it's all. There's consistency there. But with DC, they've gone no. Because even if you look at the two Flashes, they're pretty much the same character. Well, we'll see. To, uh, to me, they look similar. Oh, look, I'm just disappointed that my favourite character from the Justice League is not in this, and that is Martian Manhunter. Or is he? Well, if he is, I'll eat my hat. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he isn't. Well, if they are sticking with the... Oh, no, there are aliens, so... Yeah. Yeah, there are. I was about to say if they're sticking with the whole serious thing, there won't be aliens in it, but then I remembered Superman. Yeah, it's not that serious. Plus, I mean, there's... Yeah. We've already seen in Batman's flashbacks or flash-forwards or dreams or whatever they are, that there's or whatever that was, in, yeah. insect people in the desert in the future. So why did they not explain whatever the hell that was? <laughs> I don't know. Like I want to watch that again. I, I've, I've almost got to re- remind myself how bad it was. Like just yeah, in the middle of a thing, there's a sort of weird flashback, or was it a dream? Or we'll never know. Or maybe we will. Maybe that's what the Justice League movie is. It's such a shame because I do like Batman. Yeah, me too. I know it seems like I don't. No, and I like Superman too. I just don't think they've done a good Superman movie since, like, 1979. And that was back when he was, it was sort of the, the camp, sort of sort of serious, sort of not one. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Superman 2 was a little more serious. But, yeah, it's still they were still having fun with it back then. Yeah. yeah. That's what I could say. Like, DC, they're missing the fun. Let's talk about something fun. Do you want to talk about uh, the fact that Chewie's wife might be <laughs> new Star Wars? What's her name? I can't remember her name. I know. I, I can't remember either, but oh. I assumed that you would remember. It starts with a W. I know his son's lumpy. Malatabuck. Malatabuck, yeah. And I think he calls him Mala. Yeah. Because lumpy was actually Lobaka, Chewbacca. So everyone had to have a weird end to That's it. That's right. Mala. Yes. Yeah. If you don't know, we know about Chewie's wife because of a little... Thing called the Star Wars Holiday Special that um, greatest thing ever. Everyone should watch. People it. will try to tell you it doesn't exist, but it does. There is a frame from the new Han Solo solo movie that possibly alludes to Chewie's wife. Yeah, and it's sort of like a, it's a bit of a spoiler for Ron Howard to sort of put out there. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Although you know, I mean, this is. About a young Han Solo, so you assume that maybe a young Chewbacca will make an appearance? Well, no, I was expecting Chewbacca, but yeah, it's sort of to have his wife on there. And if you do, because the reason why it does really look like it would be his wife is so if you can see two two characters that probably look Wookiee-like, and then you also got Chewbacca just standing behind him. Yeah, think about that, folks. Looking at the, the photo. The entire time that Chewie is seen in any of the films, prequels, original trilogy... And the new ones, he's got a wife. Just sitting at home. On Kashyyyk, waiting for him to come home. Go on, do you know what fucking time it is, Chewbacca? <laughs> well, the way the story used to happen originally was Han joined the Imperial Navy mm-hmm. 
as a pilot. Right. He saw a captain or a lieutenant beating this Wookiee so hard he was going to kill it. Mm-hmm. And that's where Han stepped in to save Chewbacca's life. And that's where Han ends up getting kicked out of the Navy. <laughs> and Chewbacca gave a life debt to Han. Okay. And that's how that sort of all happened. Right. Don't know how that works now. Yeah. Because I'd say that possibly slips into legend now and they reserve the right to come up yeah. with something new. Because that was, yeah, because yeah, Han grew up sort of around pirates and stuff and he learned to speak Wookiee from the ship's cook. <laughs> right. And that's where he sort of got along well with Wookiees and, then, yeah, then he grew up joined the Navy and, yeah, that's... I like that story. It makes sense to me. I don't know what they're doing now. I love how it's the Navy, not the Air Force. I know they're ships, they're spaceships, but why aren't they the Air Force? Well, they're not really flying in air. They're not on water. Well, they're not in the air. You'd have to think of a whole new name for them. Fine. Like the Air Force would be if they're the garrisons flying on the planets. Sure. That would they'd have the Air Force there. Yeah. But then, yeah, when they're out in space, sort of, they're the Navy because that's no. What... Why are they the Navy? That's it doesn't make any sense. Even if you look at our navies on Earth, right? Yes. <laughs> on, on the planet Earth. Go on. On the planet Earth. The ship, the planes that fly off the aircraft carriers, they're actually still part of the Navy. Yes. And the ones on land are the Air Force. So they've just taken that. Why are foot soldiers now called Marines when Marine literally means from the ocean? I, I don't know. Can, but I think they've just taken the, Navy, the whole the thing. They've just, just taken it up, taken over everything. Land has become a, the a planet, and space has become the sea. So it's sort of the same. Okay, I'm making it up. I have no, no idea. No, you know, because oh shit, we're getting close to buying tickets for um episode eight. Shit, yeah, man. They will go on sale soon, and I, that'll be a midnight screening. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My goal will be to get invited to a Disney screening. Which are only on the day before. Yeah, because they don't want anything to get out. But still, there's a chance. Now, I did go to the premiere, the Disney premiere last time, but it was the the one that was open to the media and stuff like that. So I I saw it as it came out, but not not before. Not Mm. before. This time, I want to go to midnight screening. I also want to go to the cinema that costs... Three times as much, so I don't have to sit next to people. Good point. Good point. I want the recliner chair. I want them to bring me drinks as I'm watching it. Because that's the one thing I hate about going to movies now, sitting next to oh, people. I know. Like, sitting next to Hannah is, is great. No, I love that. But sitting next to other people. <laughs> Disclaimer. But I'm sure you're the same. Oh, no, I, I absolutely am the same. I mean, I, I was in Dunkirk last week, and the woman next to her just kept checking her phone. And I, I, I bit my tongue, but I wanted to just be like, the fuck? is wrong with you. At least that's why I've got my watch. I can just check on my watch now. I may not be allowed into your house again. Ugh. So you're getting the Google, Google Glass? Google Glass is back. Oh, for Christ's sake. Everyone thought it went away, but no, it is back. What's happened? Why, why are they thinking that this is now a good idea again? Um, I think they're starting to find a market for it. Right. Um, they're starting to go for businesses and stuff, but they've got to... The new version of it has a better camera in it, and this is what I oh, really want to That is for. not going to help me letting you into my house, man. <laughs> well, the reason I want one now is for when I travel, mm. when I've got the walking stick, 
it's actually hard to stop and take a photo. Okay, sure. So what I want to use it for is when I'm walking around, I can just use the glasses to take a photo without having to stop and find somewhere to put the walking stick and then get my phone or camera out. Okay. So okay. that's why I want I'll one. give you that. I'll give you that. So they're back. I just need to work out where to get a couple of thousand dollars for from. Mm. Mm. I'll say this. They're less ridiculous than the, the Snapchat specs, which are basically yes. the same thing. And, you know, I, I know somebody who has these, and not only are they the most ridiculous-looking glasses that you can buy, but they've also got this big kind of LED display that shows when you're being filmed so that you can't film someone without them knowing. So it's it's pretty yep. ridiculous to look up and see someone just staring at you with ridiculous glasses while these little LED circles go around in a circle. Yeah, like... um. If people were going to film you without knowing, they wouldn't be buying these. There are other things out there that they can get. But no, this is... They've got... Now they've got an 8 megabyte uh, pixel camera. Oh, okay. So that's good enough that I could use now. So it won't be as good as my phone, but I think it'll still be good enough to use and I can get some nice shots with it. Yeah. Okay. I will... So... I'll, but yeah, I, I will you still need to have that judgment. hook at the front of your house. Yeah. Or you're just not allowed your walking stick in my house so that you're free to take pictures with your hands. That that, that would be fair. Okay. What colour should I get? Thinking blue. Are they going to do the thing that they talked about where there were going to be designers designing the different frames? Or is it just the, the metal pair with the, the clear glass and then that little box sticking out? The ones I'm looking at now it's, don't even have like the lenses anymore. Oh, right. It's just like a frame so it sits there and then the little boxing that you look at. Huh. So they're getting, a, they're sort of streamlining it a bit more. They don't actually need to work out how to claim them as a tax deduction. You know what it looks like now? It looks like uh, the, one of those laser tag things that we used to have when we were kids. Lock on. Lock on, exactly. God, lock on was fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Pretty much what lock on is, is laser tag. Yeah. But you could play at home. Yeah. Or in the case of us, we could play at Kemp's house in the bush. I wonder how can you buy them anymore? Oh, I can found one gun. <laughs> well, have fun playing with yourself. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the show. If you enjoyed it, then please subscribe and iTunes to receive episodes automatically. We'll see you next time.